Welcome to episode 96 of the CGM podcast. We have Wayne back this week, so at least it will run to at least an hour. You I was, I was last gone. week, I was we, gone. yeah, yeah you, so. you feel like we had a void of 20 minutes that you weren't here to fill. Nothing happening last week. So no, it's true. A lot of wheel spinning. Are you sure that you guys just weren't throwing a party where it's like, yeah, that visible minority guy isn't here, so we can finally all say the things that we want to? I just do that when I get home. Oh, well, right. (laughs) He celebrates once he's at home. All right, so we're joined by the usual cast characters. Brendan is working our sound system, so he will maybe chime in like he does occasionally, but probably not. Are you sure he's working the sound system? Or he's playing he looks phone. like he's working the HTC One actually mm-hmm. more than like the sound system, but that maybe that's just me. And he uh, just put it down yeah. because you called HTC that. Ones look remarkably like soundboards, I guess. He has headphones on, that yeah, counts, right? He was pretty diligent about working that soundboard slash mm-hmm. HTC One. Oh, yeah. And of course, that is our editor Wayne Santos. Nasal. Nasally. Getting over a cold. Yep. You sound more even more geeky now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All I need is like the lisp. <laughs> yeah, nasal with lisp, and well, we're pretty get, much text the snorting laugh. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the snorting laugh. Yeah. You got to create a little gap between your two front teeth to help with the lisp. Oh yeah, with the high pitched whistle yeah. every mm-hmm. once in a while when yeah. you start talking and you get way too excited. Yeah. <laughs> to my left is oh, film man. Phil. Yep. How you doing this week, Phil? Great. It's snowing outside. It is. Can we call him like Phil M? <laughs> Sure. Like, yeah, Phil, okay, Phil, that's even worse than Phil dash M. Phil I feel like you're just gonna end up calling me Flem. Yeah. <laughs> With this cold, you never know. Yeah. 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 When when Phil gets sick, we'll call you Flem. Sounds great. Yeah. I look forward to that. Don't you though? Just snuggle up against Wayne. He'll get you sick. Mm-hmm. I actually was sick a week ago. You guys missed it. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm fine. With the fact that I missed it. Mm. Absolutely fine with that. Okay. Good. Don't need to get sick again. And to my right is Alex looking very clean shaven for Alex. Yeah. Which means still means full beard, just yeah. shorter. Yeah, just not like death hobo beard. Uh, the man mountain is kind of like 15% less mountain this week. Yeah. It's like the man foothill right now. Yeah. Man foothill. All right, so we'll jump right into the news. And I know Phil has a ton of movie news, but we'll save that for last time. Sure, yeah, sounds we good. Can save that for last All right, so first off this week is the big story was Irrational Games closed. Yeah. Pseudo closed. Pseudo closed. Irrational Games technically still exists. It's now just a team of Ken Levine and, and 15 of his, 15 of his close personal friends. And so about 100 other people having to look for they've done. What? Can you remind me what games they've done? They've done Bioshock. And oh, Bioshock okay. Infinite. Okay, okay, and okay, before okay. that, he. So these did are big boys. System Shock Two, but that wasn't with um, you know. Uh, I'm shocked because Bioshock Infinite did okay. Yeah. It did. Well, yeah. it was. It's not like he just just kind of decided, didn't yeah. he? That he's, it was. Uh, he's not okay. closing because the company is in trouble. Yeah, yeah it's not he's because closing he... because he's decided that he's getting tired of the AAA grind. And you know, having to answer to you know publisher demands, blah uh, blah blah. Creative differences, I think, is what they so officially call this kind of would, dispute. Yeah, he would like to be able to more you know with more freedom pursue his creative vision, and so to do that, he wants to get back to making smaller games with smaller teams. Right. So as a result, he kept 15 core members and then cut everybody else loose from Irrational Games. It's like you're laid off. Sorry, go find another job. Bummer. Yeah, he's given them some time to, like they're getting some financial support so they yeah. can do their uh, their resume thing mm-hmm. and the whole dance song and dance. Yeah, so it's it's not like they were just completely yeah. cut loose, but I mean, you know, still it's not pleasant. Like, yeah, because well, you especially think, oh, the company's not in trouble. You don't expect that you're gonna get. Yeah, see, off. this this is where my issue lies is that when you've got that many jobs on the line and it's just you wanting to do your own thing, did you really have to like close down your company to do that? Yeah, surely he could have just taken his guys off to a side project. Yeah, but yeah someone else in charge of the next bio. Yeah, you know, like, like I said, um, like, we're, we're seeing that with Ubisoft. You know, it's like you've got Patrick Plourd, mm-hmm. who did Assassin's Creed 2, mm-hmm. which was huge, mm-hmm. and then he did Far Cry 3, which was also equally huge. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, rather than say, we've got the close-up Ubisoft Montreal because mm-hmm. I want to do something different, mm-hmm. he was like, I'll just go off with a small team and do mm-hmm. my own thing. Mm-hmm. And Ubisoft was like, okay, go and do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure why Ken Levine can't do the same thing, why it's got to be this scorched earth tactic of mm-hmm. I'm going to burn down the entire studio except for these 15 guys that I like. Mm-hmm. So That's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I respect the man's creative vision. I'm never going to tell an artist, don't follow your heart. But, you know, there were other ways for you to follow your heart without all these people getting fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Crappy way of doing things, for sure. <laughs> well, I understand that he probably, probably wants to just focus on that and not have this obligation for mm-hmm. the AAA and to have those hundred people that need to be working on something. Yeah, see, that's, that's, again, where I have the issue is that you've got John Carmack who did the same thing. John Carmack was with id. 
he wanted to work on Oculus Rift. It was like, we've got a problem with this. So he's like, fine, I'm not going to shut down id. I'm just going to leave id. All these people get to keep their jobs. And I, myself, am going to go and work on Oculus Rift. Mm -hmm. So again, he did not have to burn the company in order to pursue his vision. He was just like, I'll just quit and do my own thing. And you guys can keep doing that. So Ken's solution of like, I just got to burn the entire studio down except for these 15 guys. I don't know where that's coming from. Well, is there a, a contractual reason, maybe? I don't know. I mean, you know, if there is, obviously nobody is discussing that in public. I okay. mean, you're, you're, you're right. There could be something like that, but that's not something that the public is privy to. No, so. but, it seems, it, but it seems like if they do something like this that's pretty bizarre to yeah. do, there's probably some reason behind it. Yeah, I mean, you could be right. For, for all we know, he signed a contract saying that he locked himself into, like, you know, three more Bioshock games, and he just didn't want to do that. And the only way that he could get around it is just by shutting down the entire company. Who knows? I mean, it could be something like that. But well, it doesn't change that 100 people are now out of work. Yeah. So. 100 pretty talented people if Bioshock Infinite was any indication. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, like, you know, other companies like, you know, Microsoft has already stepped in and they're like, yeah, well, we'd be so. happy to have some Bioshock developers on uh -huh. our team. So so people are stepping in to, like, you know, help the refugees. They'll get snatched up yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah, they'll be yeah. fine. They, they probably will get snatched up, but snatched up also means, like, you know, it's like you're here, you, you've got yeah. a family, you've got these kids going to school, and all of a sudden you've got to uproot them and, you know, go somewhere mm -hmm. else. And mm -hmm. Now they will become the mysterious transfer student that comes into the new school and becomes the superhero that has to mm -hmm. save the town from all the murders. Challenges Parse. the evil student council to a battle of scissors and... Yeah, exactly, that sort of thing. Because as we all know, once you become the transfer student, you know, it's like you're about to shake up the status quo. Yeah. If Japanese it's, anime has taught us anything. No, no, you don't even need to anime. It's yeah. the stick of truth. That's what you are. You're a new kid yeah, in the new kid. Park. Yes. Mm -hmm. Once, once yeah. you're the new kid, you know, think yeah, things are about to change. It's true. Trouble is fun. Yeah. Yeah. It all goes down after that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that was the big news. That's that that's the really big gaming news. Yeah. Do you have any other interesting news? Um, some some other news. This this one is actually just breaking. Um, well, breaking as of yesterday. Yeah, breaking as of yesterday. Tony Hawk <laughs> was on you know um, Sirius XM or is it XXM? I forget. XM. XM. Okay, so yeah. XXM. Tony, Tony Hawk was on. Well, I don't know. Maybe twice as extreme. I was thinking like XXM. Triple X noises all the time. Yeah. You know, it's like not only is it like you know triple X rated, it's still mature because of that M in there. But anyway, so so yeah, he he was on. Sirius XM and he was on um, a show called Demolition Radio and he let slip that yes he is indeed working on another skateboarding video game. Alright so, so uh, he didn't mention Activision or anything like that he just said that he's working on a new game but odds are this probably means that Activision <laughs> is dusting off the Tony Hawk franchise. No, no, watch it be a, uh, like a mobile game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be hilarious. Watch it be free to play. Yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. But she didn't give any details, so it's yeah. gonna be some crappy iPhone game. Uh, I go for another pro skater though. It's been so many years now that yeah. I, I think it's, a, it's, it's going to have to something to do with like Connect and PlayStation Eye, where yeah. you know, it's like you'll yeah. just be. Oh, that means it's gonna come with another board. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't God. know. I think they may have learned their lesson on that one. I think they, I think I they might have, put, yeah. put out a controller-based game because that's sort of what was so fun about it. Yeah, was not wasn't, it to wasn't it so much fun? Yeah, it was yeah. not having to exert any yeah. physical activity. That was the best part. <laughs> yeah. More fun than a barrel of dead monkeys. Mm -hmm. so if you want to exert physical activity, actually try skateboarding. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's an e yeah, it's an easy enough habit to pick up. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. It's been just long enough. Because the problem with the Pro Skater games is just, as with any game that comes out annually, yeah. there's fatigue sets in. But we've been, how long has it been? I it's think like that they could get around this by just like not that? making it an annual franchise yeah, and just yeah, yeah. release it every three years. Absolutely, yeah. 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 It's been just long enough yeah. now that I'd be into it. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know yeah. if that's going to happen or not, but my my advice to Activision would be just don't make it an annual franchise. It's like, There's no yeah. point to make it an annual You're not gonna franchise. Make... I'm pretty sure that Destiny is not going to be an annual franchise. Those guys are just going to let Bungie do what they do yeah. and you know, release the game when and if it's ready. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like... Cut Tony Hawk some slack. I mean, it's like he's been good to you guys over the years. You know, don't make him pump out a game every year. Uh -huh. <laughs> Would you play it? You're not gonna make any more money. Yeah. Mm, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That controller looks horrible for skateboarding. No, I think it'd be fun. You could do kickflips with your thumb. So you could like actually move the controller around. That'd be, that'd yeah. be something. Yeah. No, yeah, you actually, could have a virtual board on the touchscreen. Flick it around. Hmm. It actually so, sounds great. <laughs> this is what you want now, isn't it? Yeah, I do. Really yeah. badly. Actually, I wouldn't mind seeing another uh, place uh, for PlayStation Four. I'd play it. Mm -hmm. I remember loving Tony Hawk back in the day. Yeah, I love two, uh, two and three. Um, yeah, probably I put as, as many hours into those games yeah. as any other game I ever played. 
Did you ever get around to like playing Skate when EA put those games? Yeah, out? I played the first Skate. Those it was fun. Were good. It was fun for sure. They were good. Yeah. It was fun for sure. I didn't. Um, part of what I liked about the Tony Hawk games was how ridiculous and unreal it was. Mm, no, so yeah, skate, yeah, skate was skate, way skate more was fun, yeah. but it was so yeah, it was yeah. so complex that I didn't quite appreciate. Tony as much Hawk, as you just turn off the gravity and go for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. dart them all, flicking skateboards yeah. around. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what I did like about Skate actually is that I really enjoyed the fact that you had to put some time into it. But if you were willing to, totally. you pulled off some amazing. The rewards were great. It was really fun to play for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, I liked the uh, you know I'm a big NBA Jam fan, so mm-hmm. anytime we can ignore physics in a sporting yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, no, no, granted, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there, there is a time and a place for totally unrealistic physics. Totally. Skates, right? So. Yeah. It's when you're pulling off, sawing off your own head with a skateboard and landing yeah. on it again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Phil! That's it on game news? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I got oh, one. Oh, okay, I'm wait. sorry, Alex. I got one thing. Oh, I'm still here. Okay. But, uh, I've still got, I've got one thing. Uh, the, uh, the Kickstarter for Deliverance Kingdom, the Kingdom Come Deliverance came out, uh, actually finished yesterday. Successfully. Successfully with uh, about 1.1 million pounds, which I was checking... 1.1 million pounds? Yeah. It was, That's like three mil, isn't it? it it's American? like two mil. It would be more like two mil, I think. I think it's a uh, 0.0... I think it's like a 0.5 exchange rate or something. Huh. Yeah. Uh, checked it up, but uh, yeah, so it's... That's going to uh, be one hell of a game. It's a game uh, from a prog studio. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, basically a fantasy game set in a realistic style medieval world I believe uh, there's no magic none of that stuff play a blacksmith's son and uh, looks really nice like they have this whole thing where they're using the Crytek engine oh it's Crytek okay. it's Crytek um, actually looks better they kept comparing it to Rise I think it looks better than Rise uh, it's uh, kind of a cool idea in terms of what they're planning to do uh, I was a little concerned about it when I first heard of the Kickstarter. I was a little concerned, uh, might be a little too pretentious, but they don't seem too bad. And I, I looked into, I looked at it, and the combat looks really kind of interesting. It, it's kind of a combination of first-person physics-based combat and actually fairly well-used quick time. Okay. In terms of uh, combat, it looks very dynamic. Is it going to make like the Renfest guys happy then, with like you know realistic sword combat? Oh yeah, once? I okay. think it will. Um, I also, th- they had a, they got For you guys that don't know Renfest means Renaissance Festival. Those yes. guys that like recreate medieval stuff, just in case I have for to. The you know, the, yeah. <laughs> for the LARPers, yeah. fireball, fireball. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah the anyway. dude, du- the dudes who actually go around in like the medieval armor and have mm-hmm. jousts. Yeah. Um, don't but the maidens. Mm. Oh, how could we forget the maiden? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Never forget the maiden. But no, um, the, they got uh, most of their uh, stretch goals. Uh, one of their stretch goals that I thought was interesting was there was a few criticisms about them because the the, people were saying, can we play a woman in this game? And they said, well, the game's plot is based around a blacksmith's son. So we're kind of set, set on the story on that. You're supposed to have a lot of choice within that. But what they've given as a stretch goal is there's a prelude section where you play as a, a sort of a more stealthy character who is female to rescue the main character near the beginning of the game, kind of oh, like okay. a prelude thing. Mm-hmm. So they kind of made a compromise in that regard. Mm-hmm. But they're sticking to their guns about them. You know, well, it's like that. That's fine. I can they're respect sticking that. To their, they're yeah, sticking to their guns, and, they're, being res- and they're, they're actually making a good compromise yeah. on it. Because, you know, people want to play, yeah. like, have a diversity of characters, but mm, sometimes I mean, when you tell a story, it has a certain character in mind. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if this is supposed to be a realistic medieval game, then the only yeah. way this is going to work with a female character is if you get Joan of Arc in there. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, most... Well, she's a lovely hand. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's, mm-hmm. one the, uh, mm-hmm. it's one of the accepted things of fantasy that uh, gender roles are going to be a little less solidified. Yeah. Like, when you do make a fantasy universe, if you do have, like, a, gender, a gender-based uh, social division, you have to kind of justify it. It's almost the exact opposite of any of uh, how we have to do it with reality and like fiction that's set in a real world. And I just uh, that's a kind of, that's kind of something I've noticed that was interesting. But and in, apparently the game is now also confirmed for like current generation consoles. Yeah, it's like Xbox One and PS4. It's going to be heading to that. So I think really? that was one of their stretch goals too. Okay. Um, the only stretch goal they didn't get is their uh, the, their last one, which was uh, better vo- was basically better voice casting. Oh, okay. And I think they did a good job of prioritizing which stuff is actually good and actually fits towards the game. Hmm. Like they focused mostly on the first stretch goals are stuff that's 
actually broadly beneficial to the game. Yeah, okay. And that is actually stuff that people dem- people asked for. And then the later stuff is just like frilly stuff that makes it be- mm-hmm. a little bit better of an experience. Yeah. But no, I was actually rather impressed with the videos, the, the demos of what they have now. They seem to have a fairly solid basis, and okay. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Yeah. Okay. I think... Thanks for sharing, Alex. Yeah. I, I assume you kickstarted it. So. I did. All right. And um, even though the Kickstarter's done, like they all, they almost always nowadays have an alternate thing for people who want to get in after it. The Kickstarter's done. Oh, there you go. So you can check so, that out. Yep. Yeah, keep keep a look at, keep looking at it. Uh, it's called uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance, and we'll see how it turns out. It's a cool idea, and uh, we saw Mountain Blade worked, so maybe this one will as well. Cool. All right, Phil, because we're excited. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, the first one is, of course, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, which finally Mm -hmm. came out this week. It was essentially the one they showed in Comic-Con almost a year ago now. Um, I saw in November, December. I forget when I saw it. But it was still very exciting. I'm very into it. Guardians of the Galaxy is not a series that I have any particular attachment or sentimentality to. I don't know anything about it. I didn't know it existed. Um, I I knew Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, Rocket Raccoon. I read the original miniseries way back in the 80s when I first came out. Totally, yeah. So it's not, yeah, so I can't really speak in terms of how it's, well, it's representing the source material. However, um, the tone of it looks more goofy and tongue-in-cheek and, and, uh, even vaguely subversive than uh, any of the uh, previous Marvel movies have, which I'm entirely for. The humor is obviously a big selling point that's been working yeah. really, really well. That's why Iron Man did so well, because it's Definitely. actually funny. Definitely, yeah. And, um, yeah, no, it, 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 more than anything else, I was just pleased that it's sort of... The guy who made it is James Gunn, who started in trauma movies and made Slither and uh, <laughs> Super. Yeah, great guy. Slither was great. Yeah, he has a really sleazy um, sensibility to him, and um, I'm getting a, a little bit of a sense of that in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because is, Super had the most awkward rape scene I've ever seen in my entire life. Right? Yeah. Now, it won't be anything that intense, I'm no. sure. I, but, um, it, uh, but yeah, no, I just really, I really like that he's managed to come in, and they've let him sort of bring his style and tone to the movie, the cast looks great. I, I don't really I haven't like even heard Bradley Cooper's Rocket Raccoon yet, but I'm excited for that. Bradley Cooper is the voice of Yeah, Rocket he's the guy, yeah. Really? Oh, he's funny. Give him a break. Yeah, okay. I don't... But, um... The main guy, though, I don't know the actor's Chris name. Chris Pratt. From, oh, from Parks and Rec. Yeah, and uh, Lego Movie. He kind of seems like he's going to play the same character as Well, he yeah, he, he sort of does what yeah. he does, and that's fine with me. Slacker, slacker hand solo. Sounds fun. Pretty much. But um, no, I'm, I'm on board, and I just enjoy the fact that uh, this guy's managed to start in trauma and make it to Disney, which no one has done before, and we can expect both cameos from Lloyd Kaufman and Stan Lee, oh, Stan which Lee. is exciting. Oh, I, of course. Ideally, yeah, well, Stan Lee has to be. Yeah, of course, there's right? this whole so thing about he wasn't going to be in it anymore, but... No, no, that can't be. Yeah, well, I think he's going to stop with the t- second and Darian Tertiary. I mean, he was getting to the point now where he's having to do four or five of those a year, and he's an old, old man. And he goes to at least 20,000 Comic-Cons every year, too. So you have to, you know, the guy only has so much time. But anyway, did you guys see the trailer? What did you guys think of it? Yeah, It's on cgmagonline.com. There you go. I'm kind of disappointed that Gamora's not wearing, like, you know, her 80s Marvel outfit, fishnet outfit. They've got her much more reasonably dressed. I'm sure James Gunn wanted that, but uh, at the end of the day, they got to be PG. Yeah. Yeah. No nip slips. No nip slips. I mean, it looks looks silly as anything. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of how the trailer presents it because it doesn't really give you it doesn't really give you a sense of every character it's yeah. not supposed to well, it's, it's a, a teaser and, the, and I prefer that they not give away yeah, much of the trailer yeah me too because I, I don't as I've said before I do not watch trailers for movies I no. find it ruins movies and you guys I have to sometimes yeah. for podcasts I can understand why you like, like that though Alex because yeah. you don't go to movies so that way you it's can true. see the whole movie and it's condensed two minute well no I hate that but I like I like a middle ground with that I like the movie I like the trailer to actually tell me what the movie is presenting in the first, right. like, maybe but half like I, hour. As I said, this is a teaser that was made last year during Comic-Con when they weren't even done shooting okay, it. Okay, fair enough. So, I mean, as it stands, I'm interested in going to see it because I've seen oh. pretty mu- most really? of the Marvel movies. I think we should make this a work outing. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be silly as anything. Because you don't go to the movies. Wayne doesn't go to the movies. I go to most of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Oh, Wayne, I just, I would you be willing to go to a work outing for Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a no. <laughs> That's a no. I'm not cosplaying, um, though. Is the workouting going to be at my home in front of my TV and, like, just sticking no. the disc in the TV? <laughs> uh, that's a real shame, then. Real shame. I'll tell Charlene to go away, and then you'll get bored and need something to do. Yeah. yeah, actually, that's true. I go out and watch movies when she's not around. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, when this, was, when this project was announced, I was really kind of ambivalent towards it. But I think it's a good 
Because we've talked about before, the problem with Marvel Studios now is with them not having access to their AAA characters. They're mm. basically stuck with the dregs. But if they do things like this, where they allow someone like James Gunn to come in and, and make this their own, then that I'm, I'm fine with. They might actually be able to take characters that were useless and turn them into something special. Well, which, you, I, which kind of I mean, they've been doing because even they did it with Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. He was not a you know yeah he was not like an A-list Marvel character. Totally. And he wasn't portrayed so, all that well in the comics before the movies. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So if they if they let interesting filmmakers get a hold of the D team, but again, it's just a trailer. We'll see how it goes. So. It already sounds and looks better than Batman versus Superman. It does indeed. It already looks better than uh, Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. These it's things wonderful. are all very very true. Um, DC really needs to step up their game. I'm probably going to go Green Lantern. <laughs> I'm probably going to go see it just for the fact that there's an angry space raccoon. Mm-hmm. Riding on the back of uh, Plant Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is a big start. This is a big, big start. And also, yeah, they didn't even really show Benicio Del Toro or Michael Rooker in the trailer. He's in it for like a second. Super excited about it. And he was in the little teaser at the end yeah. of uh, Thor, which was great. Yeah. Great, great, great. Which, by the way, I guess I never ta- talked to you guys about the um, the Thor Blu-ray, which I got to review, um, is a uh, ha- has the, the Marvel one-shot starred oh, like uh, Ben Kingsley. Um, as the Trevor character exclusively and it was really really fun it was him in a prison um, and someone was interviewing him and it turned out that the person interviewing him was actually there on behalf of work of the real Mandarin really frustrated with how he had destroyed the legacy of the Mandarin so they have actually (laughs) and presumably planned all along the Mandarin is actually the fan everyone can stop peeing in their pants the Mandarin is gonna actually make a proper appearance soon. We can stop. Yeah. And, uh, I don't but understand it's a, why people care. It's not like the Mandarin was like one of the biggest villains in Marvel. Well, it is the big uh, Iron Man villain. Mm. And so yeah. they don't really have a lot of villains to throw That's around. True. Remember they were trying for a while to trade uh, Daredevil um, and someone else for Galactus <laughs> with, uh, with Fox? Just being like, we need... Come on, guys, we need something here. But... Um, <laughs> I'll so, give you one Iron Man. Yeah, right. exactly. It was like, yeah, it was like Marvel trading cards back in the day. But um, so anyway, that's that. And then the other Marvel movie news not related to Marvel Studios was the first image of the new Green Goblin from the new Spider-Man movie appeared. Oh, yeah, he looks awesome. And looks exactly like the James Franco Green Goblin. So no, he more creative work coming out of that crap. He looks like that guy from the Dune movie. Yeah. One of the, uh, the Mentats, I think it was. He at least doesn't have the emo hair in that shot, which yeah. is nice. So he'll only have that. The, yeah, so he'll only have that when he's no, when he's um, he not Norman. One of what's, the what's from the Dune movie? He pretty much looks like any one of the Fremen yeah. in like a still suit. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Anywho, uh, yeah, I'm just increasingly frustrated by this Spider-Man movie, and it's a shame because I love Spider-Man. Yeah, but and they, they got to keep cranking them out on a regular basis so that they can maintain their hold on that yeah, contract. They need so. that contract, yep. that sweet, sweet contract. And sadly, people are going to go. I'm going to say right now, probably makes more money than any other movie this summer, yeah. and it's also probably the worst. You really think it's going to make more money than any other movie this summer? What else is going to make more money? Guardians of the Galaxy? It might surprprise Yeah. Uh, it might. Uh, is X-Men kind of summer? Ooh, yeah. I think, okay. Oh, we actually, wanna, X-Men yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. X-Men not, but the X-Men okay. movies haven't made as much money as you think, ever. Spider-Man's big, big seller. Really? Lo- oh, yeah. That's like brand name recognition is probably yeah. second Everybody only to Batman. Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 Spider-Man's the gateway Superman? superhero. Oh, yeah, Superman. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so, anyway, that's that. And then the other thing I have, which is not really movie news, is... Um, well, everyone's going to feel real old when I say this, but uh, this year, Power Rangers turns 20. Oh, cool. I know, right? Wow. And as a result of Ooh. that, um, they're going to... I think it's Bandai is going to re-release toys. Oh, I was hoping it was some sort of, like, we're going to redo Power Rangers from is the beginning. Is it still going? I'd be like, oh, my God. No, I doubt that. But... <laughs> Tommy's um, still in good shape. You can still use that guy. Is the Western version of it still going? No. Nope. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I well, it's think so, well, like, it? yeah. No, yeah. they're because in. There's, they went to space. They had dinosaurs. There's, there's a Power Ranger still on. There was time Saturday travel mornings. last I checked. Really? Yeah, Lots of time travel. Sure. That's impressive. Twenty year run on Power but Rangers. Who'd have thunk it? Well, they they clear out the cast every so often and it's start fresh, right? Yeah, so. it's very, very true. But anyway, yeah, they're going to release new, uh, uh, the Megazord and uh, the Dragon Zord and that brontosaurus thing that made the Ultra Zord that couldn't the move. Nobody remembers. What was remembers. that one called? The white brontosaurus thing. 
Anyway, they look just like the old toys, which I certainly had, and uh, except now instead of decals, they have details. And uh, <laughs> well, the yeah, you can if you didn't get if your parents didn't love you enough to buy you the Megazord back in the day, now you can buy it for yourself. Also, if you don't have, they have Power Morphers now at Toys R Us, and they're really nice. Really, Power Rangers is still. I think running. this is part. This is part of that line. I think. Is it yeah, still it's running? Beautiful. It's, they're beautiful. It's still dude. running to this very day. I told there are still you. Power Rangers TV shows. What are they even doing now? They're they're they've. Got Power uh, Rangers planned until at least 2015. Really? Yeah. I honestly stopped when they destroyed the yeah. first round of Zords to make yeah. new toys. I saw through that and I was out. Yeah. This year we've got like Power Rangers Super Mega Force, and then next That's year it's it going is. to be like Power Rangers Dino Charge. Pretty yeah. great. Yeah, they, still is going. it still Man in Suit or are they CGI and I don't up know. these days? I think they're still Man in Suit. I certainly hope so. That's important. Last time I that was saw important. They were still Man in Suit. Very important. I mean, the last I checked, they had this weird time travel things mm -hmm. that were all over the place, and, and it was just in time. Who knows? Sense didn't make. They were trying to be edgy, and it didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I stopped. Just, like I said, when they got rid of uh, the original cast, I was out. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm done. No, without but, Billy, it's useless. Really? The whole thing goes down. Or, or the other or guy, where the Bulk and Skull. Bulk and Skull were the best yeah, part. They, they were, were the only reason I watched it. They were very crucial. Well, didn't they actually? Didn't they end up saving the whole universe because they? Sacrifice themselves and how it ended, I think. Probably. Yeah. I didn't even see the movie. I was out by then. You were out by then? Yeah, waste of time. Aww. Welcome to Star Skull, the greatest characters ever, especially if you're an avid RPG or. Mm. Because. Every every time somebody makes a character that end up having a Vulcan Skull dynamic, it makes every game awesome. Great. Yeah, especially when the other party members are the better, are the useful ones and you spend all your time accomplishing more than them. Hmm. How delightful. <laughs> But that's another story. Yeah. Phil, do you have any more movies? Nope, that's it. That's it? Yep. I thought you had a whole list of things. I said I have a lot of movies to talk about. Uh, that was uh, yeah. at least three or four movies. I do. I got a lot. Okay, so what would you like to start with? Um, well, we'll start with uh, Cheap Thrills. Okay, I've actually which seen. Which you've seen, yeah, yes. which comes out this week. And I interviewed the director, E.L. Katz, which should be on the site now along with my review. And, uh, yeah, I really, really loved it. This was one of the best sort of uh, indie genre movies I've seen in a while. The basic setup is... Uh, Pat Healy, who was in uh, Ghost World and The Innkeepers, a bunch of stuff. He's this kind of nebbish fellow who, in the first scene, wakes up and he's going to get evicted from his apartment with his uh, girlfriend and new infant son. And then he goes to work, gets fired. So he goes out drinking with his friend and they sort of whine and moan and complain about things. And this weird couple from across the bar, uh, the main one is uh, David Keckner, who's Champ from That's uh, what Anchorman. It is, yeah. And but isn't uh, the friend wife. of the guy Ethan Embry? Yes, it is Ethan Embry. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, Ethan Embry and Pat Healy are the two losers. And yeah. then, yeah, David Keckner and his wife spot them across the bar and invite them over to their table and find out that it's wife's birthday and they like to pay people to do things. So it starts with them sort of playing who can drink the shot first, who can slap the stripper's ass, et cetera, et cetera. And then gradually over the course of the night, that expands and the monetary reward gets higher and blood is shed <coughs> and it's not so funny anymore. And, uh, yeah, I, I really loved it. I thought um, the sort of... Uh, I, I have a very sick sense of humor, and the dark comedy really appealed to me. I thought David Koechner was amazing. I was the thing yeah. is, they put David Koechner in there, you, you can't help but laugh. You can't at help times but laugh. When yeah, you're like, Ooh, I should but laugh, he did but... pull off the serious stuff. I'm actually like, surprised yeah. because as soon as I saw his face, I was like, "Oh no, it's the Anchorman guy." Yeah, I didn't think he was gonna be able to do it, but he's <coughs> he really did, yeah. good. He has an old-fashioned kind of character actor, Walter Matthau-y kind of thing yeah. going on. And um, yeah, I was just really impressed by the escalation. I was a big fan of like single night going crazy stories, like uh, After Hours or mm. Super Bad or something like that. And um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's very, very hard. I can't really talk about too many details for people well, who hopefully will see it. they do pay homage to some of the it. older movies. And what, what do you mean? Them? Yes, they yes. do indeed. Um, but, yeah, no, it's very um, it's very hard to sort of take a simple situation like that, escalate it for 30 minutes and retain credibility, and also to maintain the humor without it ever becoming silly or unrealistic, and they do it very well. Pat Healy's fantastic as well, and... Um, yeah, it's just a really nasty, uh, dirty little flick that um, I highly recommend people checking out if you like horror movies or thrillers or comedies is, yeah, or feeling sick to your stomach. Well, the thing is, I don't even like torture porn, but I enjoyed this movie. It's not torture porn. That's why I liked it, because it wasn't torture porn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. It's, yeah, no, it's really good. It has almost like a Coen Brothers vibe yeah. or something like that. And I can't believe how, uh, how old Ethan Embry got. Yeah, right? Because, like, yeah, there's one person I grew up with, and now he's mm. old. He's got a big, solid beard like you, Alex. He'd like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, that is the only criteria I have for anyone. I figured. <laughs> I figured. So anyway, yeah, that's. Um, I'd say that's by and far and away the best movie uh, this week. So go oh. check that out. It's playing in small theaters and also should be on VOD and all that stuff yeah. shortly. So, yeah, if you uh, like 
disturbing things and dark comedy and Dave Koechner. There you go. You're going to love it. Um, so, yeah, moving on. Um, there are uh, – this week is also the premiere of the last movie by Miyazaki. Um, oh, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, The Wind Rises. Um, not such wonderful – I enjoy it. I mean, like all his films, it is beautiful to look at, and it's um, very imaginative and sweet and heartwarming and la-di-da, but it is very much the work of – and he's in his 80s now, right? 81-year-old yeah, man. Yeah. It's very much the work of an 81-year-old man, and I can see how one would look at it and say, you know what, probably going to stop now. Um, basically, <laughs> Why is that? Um, well, uh, I would say it's, it's, um, it's a very serious story. It's also a very realistic story. It's about the man who created the... Um, the Zero Fighter. Yes, yeah. the Zero Fighter for World War II. And it's sort of, that sort of plays out as a metaphor for creation and someone who has a and uh, you know has a dream to dream for their li- for for to dream for a living and to create and it's sort of you can see the parallels where he's sort of creating this is sort of his life story and the sacrifices he made and the joys that he received for doing it which is very sweet and everything but ultimately it's a movie about a guy making a plane and not a movie about a little girl seeing giant floating heads and that's not quite what I love about Miyazaki. So I would say it's perfectly nice to see if you're a fan of his because it is sort of at the end of an era Mm -hmm. and as I say, very sweet for what it is. You've seen Graveyard of the Fireflies, right? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, that studio has done just grounded, world totally. related stuff yes. before without bringing in the floating heads and giant Totally, totally, and totally, totally. But it's just, but it's just Miyazaki specifically yeah. is we know as a, we think of as a fantasist, and yeah. unfortunately, he's not. Now, Studio Ghibli will still exist, yeah, and they will continue doing work. But ultimately, Miyazaki has always been the star, and mm. I've never really seen anything out of that studio that I like as much as his movies. I've mm. seen other good stuff, certainly. But um, so anyway, that's the end. It is kind of a bit of an anticlimactic ending for his career, but at least um, it is a worthy film. And if you go see the English dub, you'll uh, get to hear Werner Herzog as a kind German, which is always fun. <laughs> yeah, which is always fun. Oh, okay, that was some inspired voice casting. Yeah, okay. definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, so yeah, so there's that. And then on the Hollywood front, uh, there is uh, Pompeii, which is a uh, is yeah about. Pompeii it is indeed about Pom- It is indeed about Pompeii. It's by Paul W. S. Anderson, who made the oh, uh, yeah okay. Mortal Kombat and Event Horizon and the oh uh, that Paul Anderson. Yes, oh, that okay, Anderson. I thought no, not the, Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, okay, Paul cause, W. S. Cause Anderson. Because then I was like, oh, this could be into. Oh. Yeah, no, it's the other Paul oh. Anderson. So what? actually, who actually I have to say I don't mind. I think he makes unapologetic B movies. They are what they okay. are, and I find them fair, and I find them amusing. So this basically is yeah for the first two thirds. It's just Gladiator Spartacus, but a slave who becomes a gladiator and a great one who meets a girl and there's an evil senator and da 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 da. And then when, right when they have the big fight, the volcano erupts. Right. And the last 20 minutes is a disaster, disaster movie, movie in addition to being a gladiator, gladiatorial Wait, combat. Wait, so there's movie. still a gladiatorial combat going on even though there's a volcano? Well, I mean, at a certain point, it becomes tough. Okay. So but yes, initially. So it's Titanic with a volcano. <laughs> Kind of, except with gladiator fights instead of uh, instead of Celine Dion. Okay, so like Pearl Harbor with a volcano. Sure. Like just instead of Pearl Harbor, instead of planes bombing Pearl Harbor, it's just a volcano explodes right under it. Well, it's a disaster movie, but it, up until that point, there's no hint of the disaster. It's not like there's a bunch of like Roman scientists being like, "You but should like not in, have built this city here." In, in the it's, last twenty minutes, when they're like running away from the volcano, is there still like you know gladiatorial fighting going on even then? No, no. Okay, Once the right. city gets destroyed, they okay. kind of focus on more on the okay. volcano and the survival. Right. But um, but yeah, no. It, it for so. what it is, it's a stupid movie certainly. But for <laughs> what it is, it it was it was perfectly efficient and fun like to within 90 minutes to get that much gladiator smacking ba- smacking around and then a volcano on top of it so it's just it's not bad gladiator fights mostly yeah um the casting is ridiculous like keith sutherland plays a roman emperor or so plays a roman senator with no attempt in any way to appear to be anything other than keith sutherland and um but yeah so it, it's it's dumb but fun which i think is the paul ws anderson specialty and i actually think he's kind of underrated just because you know as a trash merchant goes he's not bad speaking of trash merchants luke Besson also has a new film out this week um, which is three days, three days to kill. Which is uh, as Kevin Costner, as He's a still he is indeed. And oh, as, don't say it like that. Jeez, it's like Kevin Costner's not that bad a guy. So he he stars as a um, a, 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 a secret service killer 
who um, is very, very good at killing people, not very good at being a wife and husband. In fact, he's abandoned his family. Wife and husband? Mm -hmm. Sorry, husband and father, thank you. <laughs> um, not very good at being a husband and father. He's abandoned his family. However, at the end of a, a most recent mission, he collapses and finds out he has, like, intense cancer, really bad cancer. cancer. Yeah, really bad cancer, to the point where he's going to be dead in three months. So he figures, you know what, instead of killing people, Let's go see the wife and the child. Oh, and see yeah, if we can rebuild that. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm going to reconnect. So he goes to it's Paris. Selfish. So he goes to Paris to do that, and then uh, Amber Heard shows up wearing all leather and looking sexy, and sa and is a rogue government operative who says that she will give him the cure for his cancer, but only if he she he kills uh, all the people that she wants dead within three days. So he has to simultaneously win his family back and kill tons of people. Will he do it? course. Well, why wouldn't he just go to Paris? Did he meet up with the wife before the girl in the leather showed up? They live in Paris. Yeah, but did he meet up with the wife before the girl in the leather showed up? Of course. Okay, he was trying to be a good dad. Mm -hmm. and, then, she, the, and then the leather maiden leather showed up. Had, showed up first, he mm -hmm. just been, I'll put my wife family off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now he doesn't at the same time. It sounds same like a time. So it's the type of movie where you will go from Kevin Costner blowing up cars to teaching his teenage daughter how to ride a bicycle, like immediately Ooh, afterwards, okay. immediately afterwards. So he just staggers out on fire and yeah. then teaches his daughter this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. That's right. So it's yeah, so it's garbage. Um, but it's uh, it's by yeah, Luc Besson, who of course. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that would explain the parasite. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. Of course. So, who may of course yeah. made the, some great movies. Made the Professional. Made the Fifth Element. Made the Femme Nikita. And then gave up directing and just started. Uh, has become a factory. He writes and produces at least two action movies a year. There've been some great wow. ones like Taken and uh, The Transporter. And there have been some garbage ones, like From Paris with Love. And this one falls kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, there's some decent action scenes. Oh, I should mention it's also directed by Mick G, um, the beloved it Mick is? G. It is indeed. Oh, wow. Luke, okay. Luke Basson, Mick G right. finally teamed up My to make God. something. Yeah. It's only, only something, it's something that only their combined stupidity could produce. <laughs> and um, it's uh, so the action scenes are kind of fun, and the plot is so ridiculous that you, it is amusing in an unintentional way. So if you like laughing at stuff, I suppose it's all right, but I would say overall it's garbage. That's definitely the worst of the week. So what if you like action movies, though? Can you get away with it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, the, the Luke, I, I, I talk, just talked a lot of trash about Luke Besson because it's fun to do, but his action movie factory is quite good. Yeah. Like, the Transporter movies are fun. And Taken Casey, movies yeah, are fun. Exactly. He did District B-13. That's a good time. Um, uh, even, uh, God, what was the one that came out a couple of years ago with uh, Guy Ritchie that was uh, Escape from New York in space? Not Guy Ritchie. Guy, uh, not, not even Guy. Lockout. Yeah, Lockout. Thank you. Um, that, and that was, that's great. I really like Lockout a lot. He did Unleashed as well. Have you ever seen that yeah, one? Yeah, Yeah, that's a great one, too. I've heard about that, yeah. Yeah, it's really, those, those are all really fun movies. This is not as fun as those, but it's still, is, there's a, a fun Euro trash vibe. Can I sit down with the beard and have Exactly. Laughs, that's what you'd yeah. want to do. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the trailer right now, and I'm yeah. just sold on how stupid this movie looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, okay. No, Besson's got a really good Euro trash vibe, and, and also he's like, one of the only people still making old-fashioned action movies. He's doing it in Paris and pretending they're Hollywood movies, and it works. Yeah, um, yeah. When you said anything in Paris, that kind of automatically makes it like 10% better. Totally. Just by being Classy. in Paris. Totally, yeah. So it's, um, yeah, like I said, it's on the, uh, the, the lesser side of his flicks, but uh, that's still better than most. So, yeah, a lot of stuff. I would say definitely seek out cheap, cheap thrills if you can. If you really love uh, Miyazaki, then you go see his last one and have a coffee or something beforehand. Before, um, and uh, if you or, like planes, you might yeah. enjoy it. Or if you like stupid, stupid Hollywood action movies, there are two pretty good ones right now, being, <coughs> being stupid for your attention. Well, thank you so for that's that. doing so okay. much watching this week no problem. to share with us. Do what I can. Thank you for telling us all the movies that are dumb enough to watch. Yep. Yeah. I try. I really, really try. Yeah. Stupid is important. It so. is. I wonder it how is. many of them I'll see. Probably yeah. none. Probably none. <laughs> now, if you, no, you're an anime guy. You'll probably want, get to that Miyazaki one eventually. Oh, yeah, I definitely will. I've, yeah. so. I've still got Mononoke right? and a bunch of other stuff to get through. Yeah. Really? Have you seen Spirited Away? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. I really oh, like Spirited so Away. so beautiful. Oh. It was yeah. a fantastically fun movie. Yeah, definitely. That's his best film. Though. All right. That's it for me. All right. Thank you, Phil. No problem. Do you have any ideas what you'll have for us next week? Because now I'm just curious. What is next week? I don't know. Well, if you can't remember, then that. it must be nothing interesting. Yeah, it can't be great, right? Yeah. yeah. We'll know when we get there. All right, so we're going to move on to what you've been playing. All right. And since Wayne wasn't here last week, he okay. may go. Well, 
I can mention briefly that I'm now playing Thief, but that's all that I can say about it. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, because yeah. embargo, because yeah. So last week though, you would have talked about Lightning Returns. Last week I would have talked about Lightning Returns, there you go, which I you know was playing and couldn't mention at the time because of the embargo for that. But you know, it's like it's. It's out now, and everybody's playing it. And I am really interested in hearing about this because I've seen what I've seen of it looks just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. The story made me angry. Um, <laughs> it's one of these games where, like, I was really torn on it because I actually like a lot of the game systems. I'm really impressed with the fact that this is like old school difficult for JRPG guys. It's like it's a hard game to play. Mm-hmm. You you'll get into like just ordinary mob fights and you'll just die sometimes. So this is not an easy game. They. Square definitely heard people who were saying that the earlier Final Fantasy games were like a walk through the park, you know, give us a decent challenge. Mm-hmm. So the game is a decent challenge, but the story is so off the rails that it frequently made me angry whenever the cutscenes kicked in. And I was just like, could these cutscenes please be over now because I'm getting upset and I just want to get back to the game, which is actually good, as opposed to the story, which is like throwing me into a homicidal rage because it's so dumb. Well, I, I was, whenever I saw the previous, what I saw about the previous two games, I was wondering what they could possibly do that would just completely ignore everything from the previous yeah, ones. Yeah, see, that's, and that's was the it, thing. Like, they, they tried to connect the previous two games to this game, but the t- connections are just so tenuous that it just it's completely unconvincing. Well, it's each just game, dumb. each game of the three, they've done something completely different. Yeah, uh, that's right. Like the first one was what al- alternate world kind of thing. Well, the the first one was like you know in this alternate Final Fantasy world, these guys find out that they're basically the tools of gigantic mechanical celestial gods, so they kind of fight against that and you know forge their own destiny. And the and second one was, was time the travel. Game. The second game was the hero from the first game. Right at the end credits, got mysteriously kidnapped by some god that nobody had ever heard of before, and was like, you are going to be my guardian because there's chaos that's going to be unleashed on the world, and you've got to stop it. And she's like, I can't stop it because I have to sit here and guard you, so tell you what, I'm going to give my sister and some random guy the power to travel through time and save the world in my stead. And they did that and failed. Yeah. And then you get to the third game where it's like, hey, the world is going to end in 13 days. And now Lightning, who has been dragged from the second game, who was like, okay, so you were the guardian of this god and that didn't work out, but there's yet another new god. And this god is going to just remake an entire new world, but he's going to need souls to do it. So you're stealing so, souls for god. So I'll tell you what, you're going to be like that girl from Touched by an Angel where you're going to be running around like redeeming souls and making these people feel better. And by gathering up these souls, you'll be able to like, you know, usher them into the new world when it's made and that's basically the plot of the third Uh, game and how does that have any connection to the second game or the first game i don't know but they tried jamming in all the other characters and plot points from those previous two games tried to make them all make sense in this third game despite its ludicrous plot and it all just completely fell flat on its face well the problem i have with that is that every you know how every final fantasy game before that was always a new world right but the problem is is if you're going to do a direct sequel to something at least have it embody the same kind of thing as the previous one did at least plan for that i mean that was the problem with final fantasy x2 is like suddenly dress spheres just suddenly it's a magical girl anime yeah whereas the previous one was kind of a very linear story about the story about death's fate and defying fate and yeah and I, I i don't know it's just i have no yeah. words and, and this one was just completely ridiculous it doesn't I mean, help like, that lightning is completely unappealing as a yeah, character lightning is not a well-developed character and i don't know why these guys like her so much but they keep dragging her out again and again and they're still not through with her i mean they kept they they're saying even now even though Lightning's story is over, please look forward to seeing her appear in the future. And I'm like, oh, no. please, no. Please, no, no. I mean... But they're doing it, so... I mean, the problem is that her name and her general personality, the same kind of thing like Squall or Cloud had, mm-hmm. yeah. but they were actually interesting characters with decent backstories and characterization. Yeah. And she really didn't have much of a character to speak no. of. I mean, she, she was kind of just cranky and, you know, overprotective of her sister. And that was about it for her character. And things haven't really changed over the course of three games, so... That's really uh, embarrassing. Yeah. Like, oh. But the game itself is good. Well, the like, game... You know, like, like, the, the combat system is great. I really enjoyed that. You know, it's like... It's a big, open, non-linear world with, like, lots of big areas to travel around in. There's tons of side quests. The actual game itself is fun to play. I just got genuinely angry every time it went into cutscenes. 
because the story would enrage me. So, That's oh. even worse, though. Yeah. Like, when you have a game where the gameplay, the core of any game, is amazing, mm-hmm. and then everything else is garbage. Yeah. It's just so much more painful because it's like, I still want to play this because it's so fun, but everything that happens is making me cry. Yeah. I felt the same way with uh, Terra, but probably not as bad as you did with the... Well, I mean, it's like I've, I've just sort of been like losing more and more hope in the Final Fantasy franchise with each successive game. Now to the point where I'm really not looking forward to Final Fantasy 15 at all. Um, I think they got to let it lie yeah. follow. I mean, it's just, it had a lot of potential. They ex- they branched out a lot and they yeah. sprint and they went everywhere. And now it's just, it's like, let, I, it, I, let it go for a while. I will admit Final Fantasy 14 surprised me, but only because they actually did manage to salvage it and save that game. And it's actually good now. Man, it was a, yeah. it started off as a train wreck and they managed yeah. to fix it. Yeah. Which so, is... That did surprise me. That's that's a good Final Fantasy game, but it's an MMO. But you know, it's like yeah, this this whole Lightning Returns thing. It's just Lightning should not return. Lightning should just go away. <laughs> now get another character. Yeah. Get someone new. Dude, just just give us a new Final Fantasy. Except now I don't even have much hope for the new one whenever that comes out because it's like part of the reason that you play a Japanese RPG is because of the story. Part of the reason you play yeah. any RPG is because of the story. So you know, when the story is a letdown. That's that's a big hit. And that's for game, JRPGs. So. It's even it's even more important because they're usually very linear. Yeah. And you usually just have that yeah. story to Although fix. Although this it. game was actually not that linear, which really surprised me. That's actually um, really interesting. Yeah. Um, they give you like four big massive areas filled with like tons of side quests, and you can tackle these areas in any order that you want. They don't stop you. you uh, but. Uh, the enemies don't scale, so you can wander off into areas where they're just way too tough for you at that point, and you get annihilated. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I so, mean... I mean, I actually like that, because it just meant, well, you know, okay, I gotta do some work here, but, yeah, it was not an easy game to play. It was actually quite challenging. Well, you know, I think it's which a good... I enjoyed, so... Well, I think it's a good thing to have areas that you have to plan around. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just, like, trapeze through the game, and you know everything's just gonna be scaled yeah, exactly. to exactly, so... So, it was definitely not, like, you know, the, um last couple of Elder Scrolls games where they were like, the enemy scale to your difficulty level, which, you know, got a bit ridiculous when you were like, you know, level 30-something and even the rats were still giving you trouble because they scaled up to you. That wasn't it's exactly like, true. Rats. <laughs> that wasn't exactly true in Skyrim, though, yeah. because you'd have areas like where the like where the snow yetis were in Yeah, actually, the... that's true, yeah. In, in Skyrim, they kind of toned that down, so there were areas where you just should not go until yeah, you're stronger. It, it was good because Labyrinthian was sort of the big central point, yeah. so it was the big point to get to the north, so you had to plan around that. Yeah, that's true. And you had yeah. to find other ways through the mountains and let you explore this rather well-crafted world. So that's one of the ways you can actually use it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that was my experience with Final Fantasy thirteen Lightning Return. Just, <laughs> the game mechanics were good. The combat was good. The content was actually good. The story was abysmal. It just... It re- I just found it really, really upsetting. Not a big fan of the character designs just myself. Just it was so nonsensical, yeah. So. And if that wasn't enough for you, you can check out Wayne's full review on cgmagonline.com. Yeah. But I think you probably got the gist of how he feels about the game. Check out the review anyway, because it, you can capture his rage on text format, and that's always fun. Visually. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, I saved some juicy phrases for ripping the story to shreds in that review, so, yeah. I can't remember which ones anymore, but I know that I did have fun making fun of the story. So. Mm-hmm. All right, next we'll go to Phil, because I know what he's been playing. Yes, I have. Um, I played uh, the Lego movie video game, which nice. is a terrible was title. Was it amazing? No, okay. it wasn't. Um, it's, it's fine. Aww. It's fine. Um, I mean, it's by Telltale, so it does all the Lego game you mean stuff. Traveler's Tales. Sorry, Traveler's Tales. Thank you so much. So it does all of the uh, it does all the Lego stuff that you expect. There's a hub world. There's you go. There are individual levels that have their own world to them. You can collect characters. You build stuff. Yada yada yada. Smash stuff. Yada 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 yada. Um, The plot is just the movie. Um, In fact, for the first time, I can think of an entire game. uh, All of the cutscenes just are the movie. In fact, they play pretty well the entire. No, because they did the Lord of the Rings. All the yeah, but I mean literally the movie. Oh, okay. like footage from the movie. Oh, they didn't even reanimate it. Okay, it's just the movie. Um, That's in, in fact, pretty well the entire thing they play. Some action scenes you don't see because you then play them, obviously. Um, so that was odd, but at the same time, I didn't really have a problem with it because I do really love the movie. Um, there, where the problems set in are well, there's a few things. Number one. Um, Emmett's the main character in the movie, as you know. As you know from the movie, he cannot build, nor can he fight well. Uh, that is retained in the game, which means you will never use him ever, even though he's the main character. Um, and that is 
a bit silly. Um, beyond that, um, it just feels really rushed, um, particularly coming on the heels of uh, Lego Marvel Superheroes, which was which so is amazing. amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The levels just, um, there are some really fun ones, certainly, but uh, it just doesn't have the same polish, doesn't have the same depth. It was clearly thrown together a little bit. There's some really awkward <laughs> platforming in there. Um, and then ultimately, yeah, it just feels kind of familiar. Now, like, it is fun, certainly. It has all the Lego dynamics to it. The plot is obviously strong, simply because the Lego movie is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but um, in the end, yeah, it's the first time in a long time that they haven't managed to reinvent the wheel on these games. And also, doesn't hurt that it's sort of, well, I mean, rather, it does hurt that it's coming hot within 12 months of both Lego City Undercover and Lego Marvel Superheroes, yeah, which, which are the best of yeah. the Lego games. So a lot of it just comes down to expectation. Um, I would so it, it, if you're really desperate for a Lego game, it does scratch the itch. Um, if you really, really, really want to own the Lego movie, um, but while it's still in theaters, you can watch pretty well the entire thing over the course of the story. That makes um, me sad. So that's something, uh, certainly. Um, so yeah, like I wouldn't say it's a bad game. It's just the standards are so high Blues, for Lego yeah. games out of, out of recent games, and also the movie as well, which was so strong. Um, it just can't help but feel mildly disappointing. I have to ask: is uh, is everything awesome in it? Yeah, you know it. Oh. Of course. No, it better be. Of course. I just can't. I don't think they've ever had a Lego game with real music. Of course, it's all there. Okay, so oh, it's all sure. all there. Yeah. Well, Sounds fun. like it doesn't really offer anything new as an adaptation, yeah. though. No. No, no. Now that being said, the standard for licensed games are so low. This is probably one of the best, but that's not really. That's not saying much, though. Yeah, it's really not saying much. Um, so yeah, I would say I was really looking forward to this. I was hoping that it was going to be, you know, uh, as good as a normal Lego game, just wrapped around this movie. Unfortunately, it's not really the case. And I also have been playing uh, Donkey Kong. Um, I just sort of started it, so I'll get into details. Can we not talk about it yet? Was it but last I haven't, week or this week? I haven't been playing anything else. It was either last week or it might be this Friday. I think it's this Friday. I think yeah. it might be this Friday. So I haven't played anything else, just the Lego game. <laughs> okay. Well, you may have played Donkey Kong just as Wayne is playing Thief. Because, right, right, right. Okay, so yeah, then yes, I have I have started playing it, and I will get into details both in print and verbally next week. Nice. Yes. As for me, I've been playing, actually, Facebook games, of all things, is the Marvel Avengers Alliance. Uh, which is that is, any fun? For a, fa like, for a browser-based Facebook game, yeah, yeah. it's just turn-based combat. Okay. With, the, you know, the Avengers and stuff. So right now right. I have Iron Man... Black Widow and Hawkeye, and I have my own agent. And you just level up, buy weapons, and go on little missions. Right on. But it's kind of addicting. Yeah. Because I managed to get through a few out, like maybe about three hours without having to wait on any timers. Right. And how many so. of your friends have you converted to this game? One. Two. Two friends. Okay. It's Marvel, though. So if you like the turn based combat of Final Fantasy, it's kind of like that. It's just turn based combat. Okay. It's all it is. And training, mm -hmm. and more turn based combat. Yeah. So it's kind of addicting, but and it's free, so might as well try it. Yeah. Get to annoy your friends with uh, constant. I tried very, very, very hard not to do things like that, and then I really recently realized that my Candy Crush has decided to tell people, even though I didn't ask it to. Yeah, they'll do fun. that. Yeah. Stupid Candy Crush. Facebook games are evil that way. Yeah. yeah. Well, I always turn it off. I'm like, yeah, I don't want you posting my timeline. No one needs to know about this, but no. Uh, My dirty little secrets get aired all over Facebook. There's no secrecy on Facebook. Apparently not. But if you like Marvel and you like turn-based combat, just check it out. Marvel Avengers Alliance. It's also on app stores for Google and probably iPhone. At least I know it is in the Google Play Store because I tried to sync them up. Wouldn't let me. So I'm just going to stick to the Facebook browser game. Alex? Cool. I have been playing a bit of Dungeon Keeper 2. Which oh, I really? got off of good old games for like five bucks. You get the first one for free for an over Valentine's Day. Back when Dungeon Keeper was still good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it was inspired by the fiasco involving the uh, cat, the uh, free to play. Yeah, because we talked about it last week on podcast. Yeah. So I went out and I got Dungeon Keeper two and played it a bit. Um, graphically doesn't hold up, but uh, it's interesting to play again and build these dungeons and watch how the heroes will try to invade and then stand there because they can't figure out where your dungeon is. Which I find to be utterly hilarious. It's like, because of how the pathfinding actually works, it's based on they figure out where your traps are, 
mm-hmm. by setting them off and then essentially go there because they know there's traps there. So they kind of just go to that area and hope something attacks them or they hit another trap. And it means that every once in a while they'll get stuck because you won't put enough traps in the mm-hmm. area so they won't know where to go. And they won't know where your rooms are, so they'll just sort of stand there, do nothing. So how are you finding it? Because no one else liked it. Uh, I didn't. Pl- well, I didn't play the. Uh, I didn't play the free-to-play game. Sorry, Phil's phone is making noises at me. I apologize. <laughs> mm. Oh, you didn't play the free-to-play game. No, I didn't play the free-to-play game because I, everything I've heard about it, I would play for an hour and then it would be like, hey, pay money for it. Yeah. And I'm like, nope. Just not going to do it. So you just got the five dollar. I just got five dollar okay. of Dungeon Keeper two. I don't have to pay anything else. I can go around, build things. It doesn't take me twenty four hours to mine a block. I can uh, I can throw things in my torture chamber. I can let them turn into skeletons. I can raise vampires. I can have people win in the casino. I can throw every I can throw everybody in a uh, fighting pit and watch them fight it out. I can sacrifice them to the gods and get spider ladies, which is awesome. Did you say spider ladies? Yeah, I didn't even know it existed, but if you sacrifice a strong enough unit, you get a drider kind of... a drider creature called a maiden, which feels really... it feels kind of weird and tacked on and graphically, but it looks... it's actually a fairly interesting unit. And I just kind of did that and enjoyed building... and enjoyed playing like a monstrous dungeon uh, master. Cool. And how long I, did it keep you busy for? A couple hours. Okay. Like, and I'm pro- I'm gonna probably gonna play it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, play a bit more of it. Play the actual campaign a bit and uh, goof around. Just have a bit of fun building stuff and exploring yep. stuff. That's what those games are for. And uh, playing around with uh, f- att- heroes walking into my boulder traps and spike traps and armies of salamanders. Spider ladies, apparently. Spider ladies. Spiderlies are awesome, and uh, other monsters. Well, you like cute kitten things. Are there any of those in there? Yeah. Um, uh, sort of, I guess. It's kind of one of the... It's kind of less on the cutesy scale and more on the creepy scale. Okay. And just funny. Like, just kind of a goofy sense of humor, all the weird stuff. I still love the opening cutscene. I still love just the, the horned reaper fight in the opening cutscene. That always makes me laugh. Well, thank you for sharing, Alex. Do you have anything else to say about it? Um, you recommend it? I recommend you try Dungeon Keeper 2 and Dungeon Keeper 1. Even though graphically it doesn't hold up, it's going to be a bit of fun, and it's super cheap on good old games, yeah. no DRM. The yeah. gameplay is still there. And that's yeah. It's really still fun. Thing, it's yeah. still fun. It's got, some, it's got some issues, but, you know, for the price you're getting it, you might as well give it a shot, right? Yeah, might as well. Was it $5, you said? Like 5 bucks. That's cool. And... Other than that, nothing much else. That's it. Nope. Oh, no, uh, no other. Warframe, but you know. Yeah. You not can only talk so much about Warframe. Warframe. No, there's though. there's really nothing else to say. I still love it. All right, well that's that then. Thank you, Alex, for sharing with us. So that will wrap up today's 96th episode of CGM Podcast. And, of course, you can always check us out at cgmagonline.com. Phil will have Twitter very, 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 very soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You seem so enthused. Can't wait. What's your handle going to be? Phil is awesome. <laughs> Cinema Phil. Phil-M. Phil-M. It's going to be at shut the hell up. <laughs> Should. It probably is now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So every week will have to say that. Of course, you can follow us at Twitter at CGM+. You can follow Alex on Twitter at... Alexander B. Leach. It's L-E-A-C-H. L-E-A-C-H. And you can follow Wayne on Twitter. Wayne, do you know your Twitter? No. <laughs> I'm on Google+. Plus. Real, Real Wayne Santos. People, people can find me on Google+. Plus, at Real so. Wayne Santos. He is... Don't tweet at him because he won't answer you. But no. you can follow along with him, I guess. If you talk to me on Google+, Plus, I'll respond. There you go. You can you can stalk him on Google+. Plus. Okay. You can also stalk us on Google+, Plus at google.com slash little plus sign, Online. We also have Facebook at facebook.com slash comicsgamingmagazine. Right now, we're running a contest. If you ask us a comic-related question, you could win a lovely little prize package from Vertigo Comics. Thanks to them, we have posters to give out, one including a Sandman poster, which I thought would be the hot one, uh, even full books and pins and buttons and bookmarks and just stuff vertical stuff very awesome there's a picture of it on the facebook so make sure you check that out 
And I think, oh, Terrible Warriors. I believe they had a recent episode as well, so make sure you check out our sister podcast. These Warriors are terrible. You can check them out via Google because I can't remember their actual web address. Looking at Brendan, but he looks blank faced, so. Terrible Warriors, awesome Marpiers. Yeah. It really <laughs> should be the go. way we say it because the podcast is not terrible. It's just no, the no. The, the Warriors are terrible. Yeah. The podcast is amazing, and we wouldn't have teamed up with them. No, we we, we <laughs> enjoy it because of the horrible train wrecks they cause yeah. by their RP. Horribly comedy, like horribly dramatic, comedic RPG at its mm-hmm. finest. So make sure you check them out on our site as well under the podcast tab. They are there. And thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>